Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I loved reading this guy uh, when he was in Chicago covering the Bulls. He does great work, and I love talking hoops with smart people. You can follow him on Twitter at Hyken, H-I-G-H-K-I-N. His name is Sean Hyken. He covers the NBA primarily for Bleacher Report. Kind enough to join me during NBA Free Agency Madness here on CBS Sports Radio. What's up, Sean? Sean Hyken, are you there, my man? All right, well, I cannot hear Sean or he is not there. So we will uh, keep it moving until we can establish a clean line. Hey, Sean, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Oh, lovely. I don't know what the, if the technical end was on uh, my end or whatever, but I apologize for that. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing all right. <laughs> it's been a little bit of a hectic day. Yes, it has, and I apologize for the rocky start there. What uh, obviously KD and Kyrie teaming up in Brooklyn is the biggest news, but what to you is the most interesting news? Well, just this stuff that's just broken in the last hour of uh, D'Angelo Russell going back to Golden State in a sign and trade. I'm kind of interested to see how that fit is going to be uh, with. Uh, you know, in, in, with him in Golden State, because you know, you put him with Steph. I mean, it's a short-term solution for obviously Clay Thompson is going to now be out most of the year. But what's going to happen when Clay Thompson comes back? Is Clay going to play the three? Like, how's that going to work? Is it going to be Steph Curry and Monte Ellis all over again? Like, like it's it's just so surprising. And I feel like the Warriors are the team that now has so much respect among players in the NBA that anyone writing them off when those injuries happened to KD and Clay were misguided. Like I, I feel like the Warriors are going to be relevant for years and years to come just because of their willingness to be creative, to spend money, to pay the luxury tax, and that sort of thing. Well, they certainly are going to be relevant for a long time. going to stay interesting. I don't know what the real window of uh, of contention is out, but you know, once this current core is is is, is kind of gone, it's not like they have like young up and coming guys. Like their roster is still pretty top heavy, and I mean, I know D'Angelo Russell is a little bit of a younger guy that's uh, now that's now going to maybe maybe kind of position himself as the heir to the throne once Steph Curry and Clay Thompson are are done. But you know, he had a nice year in Brooklyn, an All Star type of year, but he is not as good as either of those two guys. No, absolutely not. I just think that they are a team that is going to be relevant one way or another uh, because of creative stuff like this. Like, no one saw this coming. Everyone thought D'Angelo Russell was plan B for the Lakers, and now if they don't get Kawhi Leonard, I have no idea what they're going to do. Do you have any read on Kawhi and what that, how that's going to play out? I don't, and I think anybody who says that they do is lying, and that's kind of been the case. Where Ka- Kawhi is just such a hard guy to read because he just—he's never really been big in terms of like talking to the media or really letting people into his circle at all, or give, giving anybody an idea of what he's going to do. So you really could tell me—you know—if you told me he goes back to Toronto, I'd be like, okay, that makes sense. They just won a championship; they're going to run it back. If you told me he's going to go to the Lakers, you could say, okay, you know, he wants to team up with LeBron and Anthony Davis and really basically just run the Western Conference and maybe run the NBA for years to come. He wants to go to the Clippers. Maybe it's because he wants to go back home to L.A., but he doesn't want to team up with and, and be seen as they're teaming up with somebody else. Like You could talk me into anything, any, any of those scenarios happening. 
Let's say Kawhi Leonard signs anywhere other than the Lakers. Clippers, Raptors, surprise team, whatever the case may be. Do you consider the NBA then wide open next year? The NBA is wide open right now no matter what. I mean, even if he even if he goes to the uh Lakers, like you would think they would have to be heavy favorites on paper, but they still have to build the rest of the team. When you look around the rest of the West, uh you know, I love what Utah has done this week, getting Mike Conley in a trade a couple days ago with Memphis and then signing Bojan Bogdanovich and Ed Davis today. Like that, that They're going to be right there. Portland is still right there. They just made the Western Conference Finals. Denver is still right there. Houston, for as much as we've kind of heard about some of the dysfunction behind the scenes, that team is still incredibly talented on paper, and you would think that they'll be able to put it together and be right there in the mix. And then, you know, both L.A. teams are, are going to be interesting. The Pelicans are going to be – like, even even if Kawhi does go to the Lakers, like, the, the whole West is going to be interesting. And then you go to the East, and, you know, what Philly did today is really interesting. I, I, don't, I don't know if they necessarily got better. I maybe would have kept Jimmy Butler if I were them, but they're going to be interesting. Uh, the the uh, You know, if Kawhi stays in Toronto, they obviously have to be considered the favorites, but then Milwaukee are keeping most of their guys – like, like – there, this is really, I think, because of the way the whole everything ended with the Warriors, where now you know they're not, they, they aren't seen as like this inevitable juggernaut that everybody has to go through with, uh, in order to even, you know, have a shot at contending. Now I think everybody is going to be talking themselves into, okay, now we actually have a shot. I hope you're right. His name is Sean Hike, and he covers the NBA for Bleacher Report. I'm certainly rooting for an era of NBA parody because it's been a league that's been dominated so much by dynasties. But if Kawhi goes to the Lakers and they have three of the top five players, it's going to be tough for me to pick against them. In terms of a plan B now for the Lakers, what would it be? How would you spend that money if you were building around and trying to support LeBron and AD? You're saying if Kawhi doesn't go? Yes, exactly. Because I mean, obviously, if you get Kawhi, you don't care about depth, right? It was the same thing with the Warriors. You 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 right. get Kevin Durant, you give up your depth. You get Kawhi, you give up your depth. Let's say Kawhi is a Raptor or a Clipper. Now you've got to spend the Lakers cap space to try to maximize whatever's left of LeBron's prime. What are we doing? That's a really really good question because as time goes by, you know, it it, it sounds from what from what it sounds like and from what I've heard. He hasn't even met with teams yet, so this might, this process might drag out until Wednesday or Thursday at the earliest in terms of when he might uh, make a decision. And obviously, if you're the Lakers, you're holding all your space open in order for for uh, to, you know to be able to sign him if he were to decide to sign with you. If by that time, pretty much any of these other, you can name a whole lot of the you know. There's a lot of guys that have already kind of gone off the board that would have been good fits for them, and you know. If if it, if free agency drags out three or four more days before they have a yes or no from Kawhi, you might already be looking at guys like Danny Green and Patrick Beverly and any anyone else you might name who's you know in those second or third tier of free agents just already come off the board and they, they I don't know what they're going to do. It's going to be interesting. They better they really better get Kawhi at this point or else they're going to be kind of scrambling to put some pieces together. So, all right, I want to get back to Philly then for a second. Because Kawhi is the big domino that still needs to fall, but Philly is fascinating to me. They, they lose Jimmy Butler. They keep Tobias Harris. They pick up Josh Richardson in a sign-and-trade. And, trade, and uh, all of a sudden, they also end up with Al Horford, which no one was talking about until then it happens. You said you don't know if they got better. What's your, what's your concern? Well, you saw how much Jimmy Butler just carried them in the playoffs. And I, I, I get that there are concerns about signing him long-term, but if I were them, I would have rather signed him to the five-year max than, I, than Tobias Harris, just in terms of what they were able to do in the playoffs. Uh, I'm really not sure who their go-to guy to, to get a basket in the playoffs is at this point. And, you know, they, they lost J.J. Redick, who 
has been such a reliable shooter for them over the last two years that he's been there. And they still, they don't really have anybody who can shoot. They don't really have a lot of play, like playmaking outside of Ben Simmons. I'm just like, I think they have a lot of talent on the team, but I'm still not any more uh, feeling great about the fit uh, with that, with all those guys together than I was with this current team last year. Yeah, no, you're, you make a compelling point. I just look at it as Jimmy Butler clearly didn't want to be there by forcing it this way, right? And you're, you're right. You, you could have maxed him and you could have given him the Tobias Harris money. It's true. But at least you get something instead of nothing. And Joel Embiid dominated for stretches when he wasn't healthy. And he's been hurt his whole life, it seems like. But if Joel Embiid is healthy and Richardson and Harris are your shooters and assuming Ben Simmons ever can, you know, shoot a free throw and has that type of range, I don't know that there's a team that's more talented than them in the East. Well, but then they were, they're kind of running into the same problem that they had last year, though, where they, they're, they're so top-heavy. You can say they arguably, just on paper, have the most talented starting five in the NBA. But what is their depth situation like at this point? Losing J.J. Redick was huge. You know, Josh Richardson, who they are supposedly picking. This is the other thing. Like, we still don't know what the whole deal is going to look like because, you know, there were some, a whole lot of moving parts. Like, Dallas was going to get involved, maybe take Goran Dragic to make the money work between Philly and Miami. Now it seems like that's dead, so they might have to find another partner. Like, there's still so many moving parts in the air, but I'm still really worried about Philly's depth and the fate of their starting lineup together, even though they have a lot of talent. In terms of, you know, you're, you're a guy you like to look at film, basketball breakdown, X's and O's. Like give, me, give me the fit of, you know, new face, new place, that sort of thing, where you're like, man, from a basketball perspective, you know, Brogdon and Oladipo, really interesting. Uh, Rubio running with Booker and Aiton, really interesting. What from like a dorky basketball perspective interests you a lot from uh, these, new, these news day items today? I really like Bojan Bogdanovich in uh, Utah. I just think that's a perfect fit. They, you know, he's a guy who can sh- he can play both forward positions. He can shoot. He can spread the floor. I think he's a gr- an upgrade over Derek Favors at that position. Who looks like is headed to New Orleans. But uh, and you know, you combine that with they they made a massive upgrade at point guard last week with Mike Conley. Like that uh, that team, I think, is really interesting. Anything on the other side where you're like, that's just it's not going to work. I can tell you this right now, it's not going to work. I'm not really sure what Orlando is doing, honestly. Like they, like they were, a, they were a seven seed, and they made the playoffs for the first time in seven years, which is great. But you know, and, and, and I mean, I'm happy for Nikola Vucevic. That's a good deal for him. But you know, then you run it back with Terrence Ross, gave him 54 million over four years, and then you sign Al Farouk Aminu, who's another long wing. It's not a great shooter. Like I just, I don't really understand what the plan is there. What about the Knicks? Any takeaway? You know, it looks like they just signed Bobby Portis since you've been on the air. Oh, so really? it, for how much? How many? How many? How much? And how many years? I didn't see that. Who reported that? What? What? what, what? It literally two minutes ago, Woj uh, says free agent Bobby Portis agreed to a two-year, thirty-one million dollar deal with the Knicks. Hmm, that's less than I thought he would get. But I mean, okay, they're they're going, they're going, they're doing just going big because they signed him, they signed Taj, they signed uh, Julius Randle. Uh, I mean, I guess they're just kind of collecting guys at this point. I'm, they, they, I mean, they're obviously the big losers of today in terms of they came into the day thinking they had a shot at getting Kevin Durant, and now they're they're really looking at. It. I mean, I mean, good for Bobby. I'm glad he got. I'm glad he got paid. I like Bobby. I covered him with the Bulls, but that's that's interesting. Yeah, I, I like Bobby too. I'm glad he got paid. Although knowing Bobby, he's probably disappointed that he didn't get more. Um, it feels like the Knicks are just saying, okay, we struck out. We're not going to sign any long-term contract here, right? Randall, three years, Taj, short-term, Bobby, short-term. It feels like they're just kicking the can down the road to me. 
Right, and I think what they should be trying to do is that they should they should have done what Memphis just did. They should have said, "Hey, Golden State, you guys really you guys need to unload Andre Iguodala to uh, to get to uh, to get this D'Angelo Russell, Kevin Durant sign and trade done. We'll take uh, we'll we'll take his contract off your hands, and you give us that first round pick that you gave to Memphis. Like they should be out here looking to to do stuff like that, try to get draft picks, get young players by renting their cap space out. If they're not going to do anything. And instead, I mean, none of these guys that they've signed, you know, Bobby, Julius Randle, Todd Gibson, none of those guys are bad players, but, like, what's their plan? Like, what are they building towards? All right, so let's go here. A couple rapid-fire things. Favorite for the championship as of now is who? Uh, Where are we assuming Kawhi Leonard goes? So you think it's, okay, 100% dependent on – let's assume Kawhi Leonard – so if, if he's a Laker, it's the Lakers. Let's say Kawhi Leonard goes back and defends the title. He goes to Toronto. Then I think Toronto has to be considered the favorites to win the title. I mean, you, you, they're pretty much going to run back the same team. You saw Marc Gasol already opted in a few days ago. So it's going to be pretty much the same team. And I really am hard-pressed to say, okay, this, you know, this team just won a championship. And now, uh, you know, there's all this other weird stuff going on with these other teams in the East. Kevin, the, the, the Nets are going to be good down the line, but they're probably not going to be a real title threat next year because Kevin Durant's not going to play next year because of the torn Achilles. I would say, I would say whichever team, Kawhi, if it's the Lakers or the Raptors, I would say whichever of those two teams Kawhi Leonard goes to is probably the favorite. Milwaukee loses Bron- Brogdon, but Giannis is going to get better. They also obviously lose Nico, who chooses to play in Europe. How much better or worse do you expect the Bucks to be next year? You know, I think they'll be about the same. I, th- I mean, the thing that people forget, like, obviously, when the uh, Malcolm Brogdon uh, Indiana offer sheet happened uh, this afternoon, honestly, that feels like it was, like, like five years ago with how much stuff has happened since then. But, uh, you know, there was all this talk about, oh, the Bucks are cheaping out. The Bucks are just, just got so much worse. There's no way they're going to be able to contend again. People forget they made the George Hill trade and the Miritich trade during the season, and they also I, – I don't know the exact details of the trade yet, but they got a pretty big trade exception, I think, from uh, uh, Indy for, for Malcolm Brogdon. And so I think if they were really you know, concerned about Malcolm Brogdon's medicals and didn't want to pay him that much money, they have some flexibility. They can still add a couple of guys and get and stay under the luxury tax. And you know, they brought back Chris Middleton. They brought back Brooke Lopez. I think they'll still be right in it. And then last thing that I'm interested in with Sean Hyken of Bleacher Report, follow him on Twitter, at Hyken. How do you think New Orleans is doing building around Zion Williamson early on? So far, so good. I mean, if there was one concern that we had with the pieces that they had gotten, that's like there, there just wasn't a whole lot of shooting between Lonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram, uh, some of these other guys that they've gotten back in, this, in, this, in, uh, in that deal and then some of the guys they've drafted. J.J. Redick obviously solves that problem in a big way or at least helps with that. So they still have a couple of other moves to make. You kind of saw that Derek Favors is uh, maybe headed there. A couple of reports said that. Uh, you know, he he could be on the verge of heading there. That's another good veteran big. Like they're they're doing some interesting things. I think they. I don't know if I would necessarily ready to pencil them in as a playoff team, but they're they're interesting. They're, they're worth keeping an eye on. At Hiken on Twitter, read what this man writes. He knows basketball from the X's and O's perspective and covers the league very well. Sean, thank you very much for spending some time on Free Agency Day, man. I appreciate you. Always good to talk to you, Danny. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates 
Price and coverage match limited by state law.